0: Hi, this is Steve Sleeper, producer of the North Omaha History Podcast. It's a volunteer effort, but you can help us meet expenses by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. The list of patrons and the link to Patreon is in the show notes. You can also help by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review. Thanks. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sasse. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. Some of the most important people from Omaha's history have been buried here for more than 130 years. So today, Adam is going to explore the timeline, architecture, and burials that made forest lawn, Essential in Omaha. Take it away, Adam. Thanks, Steve. Three quick facts to get us started off. First fact, Forest Lawn Lawn Memorial Park was established in 1885, and it's now one of a dozen cemeteries in North Omaha. Second fact, there are hundreds of notable burials there. And the third fact is that new facilities and services have been dedicated in the last couple of years that help cover for the dozens of facilities that have been taken down over the years. We're going to talk about all these and more throughout today's show. The very first thing that I want to cover is the reality of where Forest Lawn Memorial Park started. You see, Steve, all the way back in the eighteen 18- 60s, Omaha had cemeteries. There was a cemetery that was located on one of its tallest peaks. It was called Prospect Hill Cemetery. The old prospectors from the 1840s had used it. And there were burials there when the city of Omaha was founded in 1856. And the cemetery was made formal. Uh, eventually, it was purchased um the land was purchased and consolidated there were a couple cemeteries that were started just south of it including a cemetery owned by the city or intended to be owned by the city and a separate religious cemetery those were consolidated into prospect hill so it was a little chunk of land but it wasn't that big and in the early 1880s a group of omaha leaders decided that the city needed a big cemetery something big enough to hold its ambitions And by the 1880s, the city was roaring along in terms of its economy and growth. And so these investors started a nonprofit organization all the way back in 1884. They first started sitting down, and they got a guy in Florence to come to their meetings. His name was John Bracken. Bracken had homesteaded 320 acres just to the west of Florence, and the group pitched him on selling his land. And Bracken put up his farm. To become the cemetery, he joined the board, and he sold it for 100 bucks per acre in 1885. Bracken claimed that his farm had 15 or 20 good views of Omaha, with the ability to see 20 miles up and down the Missouri River Valley. That's hard to imagine today. If you go to Forest Lawn, there's beautiful forests all the way around it and throughout it, as well as along the edges. And it's hard to imagine that there were any views of the Missouri River Valley from the cemetery. But back then, the land was cleared out. Bracken had cleared his land for his farm, and he had rolling hills of corn and all kinds of different crops all over there. But he could see the distance. And when the board bought it, they declared that the cemetery was going to be called Forest Lawn, because that was the combination that Bracken had on his farm, forests and lawns. So... They hired almost immediately a popular Cincinnati-based cemetery designer named Joseph Earnshaw. Earnshaw had laid out cemeteries in Cincinnati, Terre Haute, Indiana, Saginaw, Michigan, Cockanooga, New York, and Buffalo, Niagara. And uh, he had come to Omaha for two months for his job. He designed maps and land surveys with plans that laid out avenues and lakes and public vaults and a chapel and gateways and other features for Forest Lawn. And as soon as it was schemed out, uh, one of the big features that was installed by the city of Omaha was a new street that extended from North 30th all the way up to the entrance of the cemetery at 40th Street. That street was called Forest Lawn Avenue, and it was the official road into the cemetery. It didn't take too much longer for Byron Reed, who owned the old Prospect Hill Cemetery, to realize, hey, I've been outdone here. He wanted to get rid of his land anyway. He was preparing for the end of his days. And so he donated the Prospect Hill Cemetery to the Forest Lawn Cemetery Association. Two years later, Forest Lawn closed Prospect Hill permanently. They made plans to move all the burials from... Prospect Hill, more than 16,000 burials, and to take and move them to Forest Lawn. But they didn't do it. They just made the plans. And after a few years, the uh, plot owners at Prospect Hill started to get upset with the board members of Forest Lawn and demanded better care for their loved ones who were buried at Prospect Hill. The fight went all the way to the court, Steve. It was a spectacular little battle. But eventually, the plot owners at Fort Prospect Hill ended up winning over Forest Lawn, and they got ownership of their cemetery back. They started their own association, and in 1898, they gained control of the Prospect Hill Cemetery. Now, Forest Lawn didn't really see this as a threat or a problem. They just knew that they had to work for their sales of their grave plots more It was towards the beginning of that legal battle in 1887 when Potter's Field was officially committed by Douglas County. Potter's Field was a small little cemetery plot located in the northwest corner of today's Forest Lawn Memorial Park, located right at Young Street and Mormon Bridge Road. The Potter's Field was committed by the county to be a burial ground for poppers, for people who couldn't afford graves, the homeless, the indigent, the nameless people who got mugged and killed without any documentation on them for who they were, nobody to identify their bodies, things like this. Those folks got buried out at Potter's field right in the corner of Forest Lawn, but Forest Lawn never assumed ownership of Potter's field. In 1888, Forest Lawn dedicated their first building at the cemetery. That was the caretaker's house that was located at North 40th and Forest Lawn Avenue. The caretaker's house was a two story, rather plain farmhouse uh, that served its purpose for several years before a big change came. I'll get there in a minute. In 1889, an all glass greenhouse was built across the road, across Forest Lawn Avenue from The caretaker's home. The caretaker's home was originally on the north side of Forest Lawn Avenue, and the greenhouse was on the south side of Forest Lawn Avenue. It was an all-glass greenhouse with the metal edging, and it was a large building, about 200 feet long, completely packed with flowers uh, for graveside memorials that people would buy when they got to the cemetery. In 1899, the first large memorial was erected at Forest Lawn. It was called the Children's Memorial, and it was erected to remember the soldiers who had died and the Spanish-American War that was going on at that time. There were two creeks that flowed through the old farm that made up Forest Lawn. Those creeks were called Mill Creek and Spring Creek. And in 1900... Right around there, Spring Creek was dammed up to create a lagoon, according to the original plans for the cemetery. This lagoon was a beautiful little pond, and it had memorial benches put in around it. It took a few more years for its best feature to be built, though, and I'll get there in just a second. In 1902, the first mausoleum was built on the cemetery grounds. So this was more than... This is more than 15 years after the cemetery opened, so it took a little bit of time for that mausoleum to come, but it was built according to plans from the original design and right towards the entrance to the cemetery near the caretaker's home and the old greenhouse. In 1905, the Ladies' Union Veteran Memorial Association, they put up a new monument called the Grand Army of the Republican Monument, Uh, to commemorate Union Civil War veterans. That was in 1905. Now, the cemetery was getting pretty popular at that point, Steve. People were buying up new plots to be buried in, and they were coming out to visit their loved ones regularly. And there needed to be new ways to deal with all of these visitors and all these new burials. One of the innovations that was done was that a streetcar was installed from North 30th Street all the way up Forest Lawn Avenue into the entrance of the cemetery. The streetcar went right into the cemetery. That was in 1906. One man had started designing things for the cemetery and he became known as the architect of the Forest Lawn Association. That was John McDonald. McDonald was the primary architect for the cemetery for dozens of years and was eventually buried there himself. He designed the chapel. He designed the bridge over the lagoon. He designed, in 19, around 1915, a new caretaker residence and greenhouse. They were located in the same spots as the originals, except flip-flop, so that the caretaker's house was on the south side of Forest Lawn Avenue, and this giant greenhouse, it was made with sandstone On the front and beautiful glass panes throughout, it was on the north side of Forest Lawn Avenue. The caretaker's house was a 3,000-plus square foot house that had at least 10 rooms in it. It was originally designed to replace that caretaker's house that was built in 1888 and eventually became offices for the cemetery and then a general-purpose facility. There were fraternal meetings held there and different events held there throughout the years, Uh, And reports that a caretaker for the cemetery lived there throughout the 1990s. So for more than 70, 80 years, it was a popular place. But for the last 15 years, it was actually abandoned. And in 2023, despite a massive campaign by preservationists in Omaha, it was demolished just earlier this year, Steve. Now, the greenhouse that was built at the same time didn't make it that far. It was demolished back in 1963. They thought it was old-looking and not appropriate for the cemetery to have anymore, so they obliterated it then. And that lagoon bridge that I mentioned that John McDonald designed, that was built right around 1918 to commemorate World War I. It was a beautiful bridge with colonnades that went across and a lot of memorials, different activities happened there. There were regular 21 gun salutes for veterans and different ceremonies that were held at the lagoon. So a special place indeed. It didn't last forever, though, and was also demolished in the 1960s. Zoom forward all the way into the 1970s. A new mausoleum was built, and different activities brought people in through the cemetery still, but the use of the cemetery had changed. You see, Steve, they had to put in that streetcar all the way back in 1906 to accommodate the people who were coming to hang out in the cemetery for about 20 years between the early 1900s and 1920s it was fashionable to go and hang around in forest lawn memorial park people would bring a pack, a picnic and instruments and they would have lollygag good times sitting on the beautiful expansive lawns looking at that lagoon that I mentioned and they'd take it all in they loved the place well that all changed And like I said, the lagoon was eventually taken out, the greenhouse was demolished, the streetcar ended in the 1950s, and the cemetery got quiet again. In 2014, the Forest Lawn, the nonprofit organization that runs Forest Lawn, decided to start reinvesting in the cemetery. They built a new funeral home on the west side of the cemetery. Forest Lawn became nervous about its accessibility because the Forest Lawn Avenue was kind of cramped. But they also began to disassociate from North Omaha. North Omaha, with its more urban field, wasn't necessarily seen as conducive to growing the cemetery the way that it wanted to keep expanding. And so they permanently moved the gates from the east side of the cemetery at 40th and Forest Lawn Avenue to the west side off of Mormon Bridge Road. When the new entrance was built, it made way for the new funeral home to be built in 2014 at that end of the cemetery on the west side. And in 2021, a new mausoleum was built right there. In 2020, the cemetery actually received a presidential citation for its beauty. There are only uh, there aren't very many champion state champion trees in Nebraska, but there are four of them located just within Forest Lawn. And the whole cemetery is part of the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum. So it's an indeed a notable place for all of those reasons. The built environment, the natural environment, beautiful features. But one of my colleagues in this history work, her name is Marta Dawes, and Marta has done spectacular research into the cemeteries of Omaha. Check out her website sometime. But she's found that there are so many notable burials at Forest Lawn. I've got to shake a stick at it. I mean, it just the list goes on. The Bostwick's, the Kuntz's, the Lawrence's, the Poppleton family, the Deet's, Low and Cornish families. They're all buried there. Those were early founding fathers from Omaha. Lots of them were in Prospect Hill, but even more got put into Forest Lawn once it opened up. Peter Kiewit himself is buried there, as is Gottlieb Stortz and Dr. Sam Mercer. The founders of the Mutual of Omaha, Claire and Mabel Chris, they're buried there. And so are George and Sarah Jostin, you know, from the Jostin Castle. So many people were packed into the cemetery, but it's not packed at all. It's actually wide open. There's lots of room to grow. Marta Dawes also found that the Nebraska Territorial Governor Alvin Saunders was buried at Forest Lawn. U.S. Senator Gilbert Hitchcock was buried there. U.S. Senator Charles Manderson and U.S. Senator Robert Beecher Howell, all from Nebraska, all buried right there in Forest Lawn. So was the mayor of Omaha and Governor James E. Boyd, along with Jesse Lowe and several others. Omaha's only Hollywood actress to be buried in the city is actually buried at Forest Lawn. Her name's Anne Ramsey, and you might remember her from Goonies or Throw Mama from the Train. She's buried right in the Forest Lawn. There are others, too. Um, the criminal and political boss of Omaha, Tom Dennison, is buried there, as is uh, Henry Dorley himself, the publisher of the World Herald. The namesake of Offutt Air Force Base, World War I pilot Jarvis Offutt's buried there. And so is uh, billionaire Walter Scott Jr. It's a popular place. But, you know, Steve, one of the most important parts of the cemetery's history are the notable black community members who are buried there. Lots of people don't understand the value of Forest Lawn to Omaha's African-American community. But through my research, I have found Ferdinand Barnett, Professor Josiah P.J. Waddle, Attorney Joseph Carr, Civil War vet Anderson Bell and Dr. William Peebles are all buried there. Dr. Peebles was a famous dentist from the neighborhood. Abolitionist Lewis Washington came to Omaha after the Civil War. He's buried there at Forest Lawn, as is uh, Nathaniel Hunter, who established the current form of the Prince Hall Masons in Omaha. Lots of other folks are buried there, too. In 2021... A group of local history advocates, they secured a grave marker in the cemetery for an American, African-American writer and civil rights activist named George Wells Barker, uh, who my research turned up that he was a vital person in Omaha's history, but particularly in the African-American community. One of the most interesting developments at Forest Lawn just happened this year when the, the other month. The cemetery announced that they're going to open up a new pet cemetery and make those services available for customers who want to bury their pets there. Forest Lawn continues today. Go and visit it. Go and see the historic monuments and check out the old features. Let them know if you're disappointed that they took down the caretaker's house and how much you want them to maintain the other historic features. One of the most beautiful places in all of Omaha is the Forest Lawn Chapel. It was designed by John McDonald himself and is standing today, has been well preserved and cared for by the cemetery. We want places like that to stay in the cemetery, and we want them to honor their history more. Go check it out today. That's a little bit about the history of Forest Lawn. For more, check out my website at NorthOmahaHistory.com for an article that details all of this and even more. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sasse. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.